Welcome to Wearing the Heels. I'm Mariela Castillo. And I'm Arlenis Guillen. And for those listening in for the first time, this podcast is about women in business. We're going to be talking all about the struggles and learning from our, our experiences. We're also going to have other speakers come in and join us to talk about their expertise. Which brings me to a surprise that we have for you guys. We were able to book someone for our next episode all the way from Dominican Republic to talk to us about branding your business. So we wanted to surprise you guys with this because I think it is the most important part of business is making sure that you know how to brand your business. Because as you all know, your business can really fall apart if your image doesn't represent what your business is all about. Yes, we're very excited for our next episode because not only is she a wonderful friend, but she's really good at what she does. And I am sure that you guys are going to take advantage of all the valuable resources that she's going to be providing on that podcast. She is a branding specialist and she knows everything that has to do with marketing and basically getting your name out there. So that's something that I know we're still working on in our own company. So having you guys listen to somebody like that, I know that it's going to be just wonderful. Yes. And not only that, doesn't only focus on uh, restaurants. She knows and has worked with many different brands from hospitality, hotels, all the way to restaurants, all the way to whiskey brands. So she knows it all. And I think it will be very helpful for everyone who's trying to start their business or who are struggling during the quarantine, during the COVID-19 to get their business out there. What are the strategies that we should be taking? What are the things that we should be focusing on? So we want to make sure that we touch all of those topics while we have her here because she's going to be here for a limited amount of time in Miami. We're super excited to have her. And of course, we're going to make sure we're all keeping our distance, wearing our mask. So don't worry about it. <laughs> it's going to be a safe space. So that was the first thing we wanted to kind of bring in. But before we get started, I always want to know, how was your day, Mariela? <laughs> Thank you for asking. My days have been busy, a little bit of a struggle, which is always good for resilience, um, but all good at the end. A lot of lessons learned this week. One of the biggest lessons that I keep um, learning and learning and learning is how to manage my time better, which is something that makes all the difference when um, you're trying to have a business, have a career or a second career, and just do a lot of things. I have come to learn that you can do everything, just not everything at the same time. Multitasking is not your best friend in every scenario. So my week has been filled with a lot of things at the same time, but I have come to learn, especially today where I have booked so many things and so many clients and class and then this, that it is very important for you to have a set schedule. And even when your schedule gets thrown off, like thrown off by other people for you to keep your emotions in check. So I have to go back to doing my morning routines, even if that means waking up an hour earlier and just basically setting my mind to what the day is going to bring. So this week has been amazing so far, but with a lot of lessons <laughs> involved. 
That's awesome because uh, it happens to be that I don't know if we're connected in some way, but usually when you are having a week like this, I'm having a week like this, but the truth is it's probably because we do have a business in common. <laughs> so when one is struggling, we both are. Um, I would say at the end of the day, as much as I might complain in my mind for things that happen throughout the day, at the end of the day, I'm so grateful and I learned something every time that something like that happens, I learn something new. And the best part is that at the end of the day, I think about what happened and I think about how can I either prevent that? How can I manage that? How can I work around that? And then that's where the learning comes in. So for me, this week has been kind of, I've been feeling a little bit out of place in a way because I added something new into my schedule that I wasn't ready for, mm -hmm. throw me off a little bit. And I think um, that means that I need to kind of readjust to this change. And at first I was like making myself feel so, I was being so hard on myself. I was like, Lenny, you should know by now how to manage your time. But every, I learned that every time you introduce something new that wasn't part of your original schedule, it requires you to maybe adjust the way you manage your time because not everything it's done the same way every time. So that's just what I've been trying to work around. I think I learned how to forgive myself, which is very important. And that gave me a peace of mind that has allowed me to be more productive at the end of the day. Uh, today was one of those days where you wake up I on the wrong bed. side of the bed. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed because I literally everything I could drop on the floor, I dropped. <laughs> It was really challenging. But then The what you don't want to do is like your mindset straight goes to everything's falling. It's going to be a bad day, you know, and we tend to go straight there. Exactly. And that's what we need to avoid. So I was trying to either put some fun music while I was driving, <laughs> something that was going to distract me from that thought process. So I wouldn't be negative for the rest of the day. Having you guys notice that when you're having a bad day, everything goes wrong. And it's not that everything goes wrong. It's just your perspective your mindset, you already made up your mind that your date is already, you know, bad or wrong. So everything that you do is with that mindset. And as you will learn with time, everything comes from your mindset. So everything turns out that way because you already decided that it's going to be that way. It's like people say, you know, happiness is a decision. Obviously, you can be happy all the time. I know there's a new craze now that you want happiness and happiness and happiness. There is no way that a human being can be happy 100% of the time. That is not sustainable and that's not something that is even possible. So it's, I think, one of the best things that we can learn is to adapt, adapt to the situation, grow from the situation, and always have tools in your toolbox. That's what I tell myself. Like, for example, if I know that I'm going to have a stressful week or if I know that I had a stressful day, I do things that are going to bring out joy. For example, if I know today has been a long day, you know, maybe moving my body. I'm already too tired to do that. So what I do is maybe I'll meditate for 10 minutes. If I'm not in the mood for that, I'll take a bath and I'll relax. I'll maybe have a glass of wine. I'll maybe read something that I'm interested in. I'll maybe watch an episode of a series that I like. You have to have those tools in your toolbox. So when the times arrive, which It always will, either in business, either in your personal life. You know, being happy all the time is not even real. So when those things come up, you got to understand yourself and love yourself. And like Alani said, be compassionate with yourself because we're just learning as we go. 
every single thing that we learn, every single lesson that we learn, we have we never master. It's not like you're always going to be nice. It's not like you're always going to be patient. It's not like you're always going to be serene. So making sure that you have you know, those little tools that help you be better. It's very important when things don't go exactly as you would want them to go. And something Mariela said earlier that I was actually going to comment on was if something doesn't go your way, I was something I learned through experience. And also because I had mentors who taught me this, they always said, yes, be organized, plan your day. But within everything you have in your day, You always have to plan an hour or plan some sort of time in between that is meant for emergencies. Always. Because you mm -hmm. don't want to feel like now you overbooked, you don't have time, things went wrong, and now you missed so much time that you were supposed to be working on something else. So you want to make sure you always leave space for mistakes, a space for emergencies, a space for changes. Because they will happen. Nothing... I don't think it's been very few times in my life that I have planned my day by the hour and that everything has gone exactly as possible. planned. Whether it is a minute over, a minute less, there's a change. Of there's course. a difference. So it's just a way, guys, don't get stressed if it doesn't go exactly the same way or you don't go by the hour. Why? Because it's not meant to be exact. It's meant to help you keep track, keep organized and follow But it's not meant to be exactly as you don't become like very OCD when it comes to the time because then you're going to get super stressed out. And and if you get stressed out, like I mentioned so many times, you're not going to be as productive. Mm -mm. Your brain is not going to work the same. I've learned, I've come to learn that I don't work well. Sometimes if I'm need to go to sleep and I'm sleepy, no coffee is going to make me be more productive. It's like running your no car coffee. on empty. Yep. And I always make that example because that's what I did for so many years. I used to work 12 hours, 15 hours a day, and it still expected my body to function 100%. There's no way. You're not a machine. And to me, I told a friend the other day, the easiest way to be unhappy is to be a control freak. And I say that because I am one, or I used to be a former one, and I'm still working on it. Um, if you want to be unhappy, be a control freak. That's the easiest way for you to always be grumpy or for you to always be um, irritated is to always think that you have control. Yes, plan your day. Yes, plan your life. Yes, make plans. They're great. But... If there is something that has worked for me, is to relinquish control. You have to relinquish control of things that you cannot control. And if you do that, you're going to always be not happy, but at least content with what you do. Because think about this. As long as things get done, it doesn't matter if it's a 7 or a 7.05. It doesn't matter. They're getting done anyways. And another thing... You have to have, like I said, tools in your toolbox. For example, 20% of my happiness right now comes because I made a small change. I add 15 minutes to each of my appointments. 
because I know that I don't control everything. I'm not the only one driving in the streets. I'm not the only one servicing me when I go to get a coffee. I'm not the only one um, that is in my client's life. So if I have 15 minutes, if there is 15 minutes of traffic, maybe it might be 40, okay, that's fine. But usually it's not that long. If I have if I add 50 minutes, those 50 minutes could be for me to get a coffee and maybe feel a little bit better and more energized. Those 50 minutes could be for me to eat something quick. Those 50 minutes could be for traffic. Those 50 minutes could be for me to close my eyes and get in the mindset of you know serving somebody else and providing value to somebody else. So if you need to do that, you know that's something that is it's it's gonna be a good avenue for you to explore. If you work in an office and you cannot do that, then try to wake up an hour earlier or go to bed an hour later and try to just adjust your day to whatever it is that you're feeling. So everyone is different. So mm-hmm. something I tell everyone, and this is very important when you're teaching, when you're mentoring, when you're a leader, everyone learns different. Everyone works in a very different way. So my first thing is understanding yourself. Understand are you a person that likes to wake up early better? Are you function better when you are wake up early? Do you function better when you stay up at night? So then you can adjust your schedule according to that. You also need to understand what what helps you be more organized. Are you a person that likes to write things down in a note, notebook? Are you a person that likes to use um, electronic devices? Like, do you like to use Trello? Trello is a tool that a lot of people use to organize their, their day-to-day, their businesses, their goals, everything. So there's different platforms out there that you can use, so many that are free. And you can use them to get organized. They sent you reminders via email. You can add other people in there. Your calendar. Like, everyone's different. So you need to first understand what helps you. You need to test it out. You always need to test it out because you don't know unless you try it. If you see it's not working, then, you know, something's wrong. One great example of how you can do this as well, and we used to do this at my previous job, and it's something that I learned that I absolutely love, and it is when you're trying to figure it out where you're putting all of your time, when you're trying to figure it out where you're putting most of your time, when you're trying to figure out how to divide that time, how to organize that time, you, you start by first writing down everything you do for a week or two weeks. Now you see how you're allocating your time, what things, what adjustments can you make? And then you make your schedule and you organize yourself yourself based on that. But it's, it is extremely important that you do it because a lot of times we do waste time on things that are not necessary or things that we could be spending less time. And those are causing us to be stressed about things that we actually need to get done. Mm-hmm. So it's very important that we understand that. Um, one very important uh, topic that I think a lot of us have heard, and if you haven't, then this is also amazing, is a lot of the entrepreneurs and millionaires and billionaires and people that I've met and they're successful, they say, I don't like to waste my time on Netflix. I mean, I love Netflix. I'm not saying you don't you don't watch <laughs> Netflix. I'm of sure course. they do at some point. But the way they say it, it's like sometimes I think about am I putting 20 hours to Netflix when I could be reading for five hours of those? Like it's not eliminating the entire thing. It's just allocating the time wisely. for more. Yeah. Wisely. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why it's important. We write down for a week, two weeks, what we're doing, 
minute to minute. That way you can kind of understand what your life looks like, what your schedule looks like. You know, the new phrase, loving yourself. I, I love that phrase. Don't get me wrong. It's something that um, a lot of us need, me included, of course. But um, one of the things that I have come to realize is that loving yourself doesn't mean spoil yourself. Just the same example that Arlene is made with uh, watching Netflix for 20 hours. Because we all know that sometimes you start watching Netflix and the hours go by and you don't even realize how much time you're wasting. And then you're stressed because maybe you don't have, you know, two hours to do your homework. So loving yourself is not spoiling yourself. I think loving yourself is doing lovable things for yourself. And lovable things are things that are going to prevent unnecessary stresses. For example, if you love yourself, you're going to be, like Arlene said, allocating your time correctly and wisely. If you're loving yourself, you're going to do the best thing for your body and your, you know, and your mind and everything. That means that 20% or even more, should be going to at least some type of self-care. And I'm not talking about the type of self-care that is, you know, maybe wearing a mask or something which works too, but it's basically making a system for yourself that works. And it doesn't have to work for anybody else. It has to work for yourself. Like just relinquish your control. At the same time, control the things that you can actually control. If you spend 20 hours on Netflix, calculate it. Because sometimes we think, oh my God, 20 hours, that sounds a lot. And then you start seeing that seven days out of the week, you're watching Netflix three hours to the math. You know, it's so easy to waste time when you don't know how to allocate your time. So make sure that not only are you writing down everything that you do, but make sure that you pay close attention to the things that you're not doing as well, which is probably going for a walk, calling that relative that you haven't called in a while and that you know that you need to call. Um, you know, talking to yourself. Even going to the doctor, guys. Like, it's very common. When I was working and working and working, everything was a priority, but going to the doctor was not a priority because it seems like such an annoying thing for mm-hmm. us to have to do. But the truth is, it's a very good way to take care of yourself because your health is above everything. And that's a perfect example of loving yourself. People think that loving themselves is spoiling themselves. Listen, loving yourself, it's not doing all the things that are going to give you an instant gratification. Loving yourself is not, you know, I wish I could sit around in my underwear and drink wine. Listen, that would be ideal. You know what is loving yourself? I had a perfect example today. I had my day planned and nothing went as planned. So the moment everything got disrupted, I immediately felt stressed because I knew that I still had to get to my workout class. I still had to make it to recording our podcast tonight. So I made a decision. I said, priorities. I can work out another time. I can just wake up early. And I decided to just cancel my workout. That way I wasn't overwhelmed with the amount of activities that I needed to make happen in one day. So that was something that took me a long time to learn, but it it is extremely important that we understand that we cannot be in a hundred places at the same time. We need to learn how to say no, and we need to learn how to prioritize and understand 
when it's worth it and when it's not. And this was the time that I had to make that decision. And that was a way of me showing how I love myself. Um, as your friend, I have seen you grown to this person. And I can and I can tell you from experience that you have grown to that because you weren't like that before. Before it was like, okay, so let's do whatever I need to do without taking in consideration what I need for myself. And I know this because it took something really scary to happen with my health for me to realize that mm -hmm. there are things Same. that should be priority and it may not be what everybody else thinks is priority because remember if you're not healthy mentally emotionally physically you cannot do all the things that you want to do and I think there's that's something that people don't talk about enough if you're not a hundred percent at the level that you should be, you cannot give 100% to all the things that you want to do. So make sure that you're taking time for yourself in the healthiest way possible. We're not advising you to do self-harm in any way because that's something else that I see that is connected to the self-love. Oh my God, if you self, you know, you love yourself, okay, you, you're going to eat whatever you want, you're going to drink whatever you want, That's not self-love because you know that your health is not going to be 100% how it should be. So it's it's really, when somebody asks me, somebody asked me the other, the other day, what is your biggest business advice? They thought that I was going to say, you know, marketing or money or whatever. No, no, no. The biggest advice that I always give anybody is understand yourself understand yourself as much as you can because when you understand your limitations when you understand your goals when you understand what you're lacking when you understand what you need I think everything comes together because if you think that you want to be a lawyer just because all of your family members are lawyers and that's what they're pushing you to do you might be successful but you're not going to be fulfilled And that, to me, is the ultimate goal, to be fulfilled. So when you understand yourself and what you need and what you're, you're, you desire and what makes you actually generally happy, not all the time, but generally brings you joy, that's when you can succeed at anything. Because let me tell you, when you love what you do or when it brings you joy, whatever you need to learn You invest the time to learn because we're right here right now because we love this, because we're tired, we're exhausted, we haven't had the best week, but here we are. But if we hated what we did, we would have made every type of excuses to not be here. And time management is attached to it. It's completely parallel because when you don't love what you do, you kind of take forever to get something done. You procrastinate. You procrastinate. And procrastination Gary B um, said the other day, which I love him, um, he's such a, a breath of fresh air. He said the other day, sometimes your procrastination has nothing to do with you being lazy. It has everything to do with your the fact that you're not interested in what you're doing. Yes. You're interested in what you think you should be doing. But is that really what you want to do? Ask yourself that. As many times as you need to. And yes, of course, we're human beings. We wanna, we don't want to disappoint everyone. But at the end of the day, is that worth disappointing yourself? That's 
something that I always ask myself. Okay, is it worse to disappoint some people or is it worse to disappoint myself? And don't get me wrong. Like, it doesn't mean, like, every time you procrastinate because you are not interested in what you're doing. A lot of times it's because you're afraid. Of uh, you're not sure. You feel like you don't know what you're doing. You're afraid oh, of, huge. again, like you said, failing. It's two different ways to procrastinate. Whether one is you're leaving it for later because you know it's gonna, it's not something you're interested in. It's not something you want to do. So you knock out things that probably take you more time faster when it is something you're interested in. But when it's something you're not interested in, it takes you a lot more time. But then you also have the procrastination where it is, I don't know where to start. I don't know if I'm doing this right and you just like push it and push it for later. And that's where you need to kind of pull yourself back. And there was something I used to learn and this is book called Eat the Frog. And it's all about time management. And the reason why I really like this book, and it, it, it has a really funny name, and it's a very interesting book. But the reason why is because it tells you eat the frog. What that means is eat first the biggest task. That's the one you're afraid of. That's the one is gonna take you the most time. But when you finally do the first task, the one that makes you like fear, the ones that you know is going to take you so much time, if you don't, first, if you don't do it first, you're going to keep pushing it for days. And then the deadline is going to show up and you're going to be stressed. But second, when you do get it done, the rest of the day feels like a breeze because everything else is so easy to get done. You got the hardest thing out of the way first. One of the books I read, which I can't remember the name right now, but I'll, I'm, I make sure to bring in Nest on the next episode, um, the book mentions when you have in your mind a list of tasks you need to do and you don't know how to get them done or you haven't gotten them done, you're just wearing consistently about it. Consistently That's about it. That's where anxiety comes from. And you get more and you're That's less where productive. Anxiety comes from. That's why it's always good to know how you're going to get things done, what's your game plan, and that you're actually executing it because your mind never stops thinking. It's always thinking and thinking about that one thing you need to get done. Because so you know why. that you need to do it. It's just a fact of how you're going to do it. You want the perfect example. When I'm really stressed or I'm procrastinating, this is what I do. I know that I have to do certain things that I know are exceptionally hard. Usually it's cool. <laughs> Usually school, yes. When I have to write, um, now when I'm taking really interesting classes, I love knowledge and reading and writing. When it comes to math, okay, then no. <laughs> when I have a math class <laughs> and I know that I have to do something that I don't necessarily like, you know what I do? I start cleaning and planning <laughs> and doing things that are quote unquote productive. So I don't feel guilty. I think that's the biggest, <laughs> the biggest like little thing that you can do wrong, but you don't feel like you're doing wrong because you're doing something you're cheating else. Yourself. Exactly. You're cheating yourself. So I started to clean and get everything organized. Listen, my house is sparkly clean. My calendar is my calendar in Google Calendar is color coded. The physical calendar has three colors in it. It, everything is perfect, but you know why? Because I know that I have to do something else that is harder than that. So I do the easiest task, still productive, but easiest, so I don't feel guilty. That's the biggest self-sabotage that you can do to yourself. Yes. Because you can clean it any day. It can bite day. you in the butt. Like exactly. <laughs> because you don't have a deadline for that. And there's nothing that builds more anxiety than having a deadline. So I clean without having a deadline so I don't have to meet my deadline and that's the worst thing 
everything works out at the end, but there is no need for to put yourself through that anxiety and to that, you know, whole commotion of I need to do this, but I'm doing something else. Guys, just do the hardest thing first. It's the best thing that you can do. Manage your time the best way you can and get it out of your way. There's something that always works for me. It's called the Ivy League method, like Ivy League school. Basically, what you do is you write down six or seven tasks that you absolutely need to accomplish that day. And I'm not talking about water you plant or nothing. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm talking about doing that paper that is 800 words and that you know that you need to do. I'm talking about, um, you know, having that long meeting you're not willing to do. Just, the, you know, the more important things. Write down six or seven of those things and time batch. Basically, you're going to do the hardest things first and then move on to the easiest things. Until you complete the first one, you're not going to move on to the second one. If there is something that works for me to keep myself in check... Is the Ivy League method. It pushes you because you know you can't do the other one until yeah. I'm done with this one. And, and I can achieve like myself into like people you know. feel so positive and so like they really think this is an asset to be able to multitask, which in some cases it is. But mm-hmm. as you mentioned earlier, it's actually not all the time. Why? Because sometimes you're multitasking, but you're not getting anything done. So that's why it's important that sometimes you block yourself. If you're focusing on a project, a big project, and you know that you want to finish by 2 p.m., mm-hmm. don't answer the phone call from your friend who you nah. know is probably going to talk to you about going to a party this weekend. Don't answer to all the notifications on your Instagram. Like, ignore all that mm-hmm. stuff. Why? Because at the end of the day, multitasking doesn't necessarily mean you're productive. And not only that, that 30 minutes or 40 minutes that you take with your friend complaining about that project that you need to do. You could have done the project. You could have (laughs) done that project in the 30 minutes. So that's why I say always understand yourself and your mechanics. Like she said, you know, if you need more sleep, or if you're not a morning person, make sure that you get your eight hours. If you are a morning person, make sure that you wake up earlier. You don't have to follow anybody else's rules of schedule. Even if you have an office job, which you need to follow a schedule, that doesn't mean that you cannot make a schedule of your own. I understand some people have children and, you know, some people need to be you know, in a place at a certain time. I understand that. But you need to also understand yourself and what works best. Because another of the things that I have removed from my life is saying yes to everything. If you know that it's something that is going to take away from something productive and something that you know you're going to be stressing about later, say no. Or if you know that you're not a morning person, maybe in scheduling, you work out time in the morning. It's not the best option because you're not going to be 100% yourself. And then you're always going to feel guilty because you never make it. You always have to cancel. You never yes. do it. And then you just feel like you're you not meant it, to work out. You, you'll be irritated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know the difference between when I get up and I can actually go to the gym mm-hmm. and when I get up and I know that I need to get some extra sleep because I know I have a long day ahead of me and I am not ready to go to the gym. So understanding that. 
that. But one of the things you said is not saying yes to everything. So yes. that was the biggest lesson ever in my life. I wanted to make everyone else happy. And at the end of the day, you can't make other people happy if you're not happy. So because I was trying to do everything, then they could see that I was irritated. And then everything is contagious. So at the end of the day, the best way to manage your time is understanding priorities, understanding what you can do and your limitations and your capabilities. If you don't know that, then you're not going to do well. I can tell you from my personal experience, my story with learning time management, I think I didn't even notice, to be honest, that I was getting better. And when I did, I was like, wow, I've changed so much yeah. over time. You evolve. You evolve. And it's incredible. So it doesn't happen overnight. It happens no. to experiences. And you have to be compassionate with yourself because you're not perfect. And you're not always going to get it right. And maybe you can be doing something for 20, 30 years and then you fuck up a week. Listen, we we need to stop treating each other like robots. I can ask Pedar Lenis, even though she's my best friend, to be, you know, the same way every day. Sometimes she has a bad day. Sometimes she has a wonderful day. Sometimes she's having a hard time with this or that. We need to start treating ourselves like we treat other people. We need to understand that not every day I'm going to be such a joy and I'm going to be sunshine and everything is going to be rainbows. No, you need to breathe and let yourself know that it's okay to not be 100% sometimes. Because I think, too, that we get invested in this persona that people get used to see. If me, I laugh a lot and, and I'm a little crazy and, you know, I, I, I walk in the room and I'm always making, I don't know, I do a lot of things. I can be still. Sometimes when people see me calm, they're like, is something wrong? Are you okay? And before I used to feel like guilty, like, oh my God, I, I, I'm not being a hundred percent. Listen, you need to understand that you're not going to be a hundred percent all the time. And even if you change into a little bit of more calm or a little bit more crazy, or a little bit more happy, it, it that happens. It's, it's some type of adaptability where, you know, the only way you can have a straight line is if you're dead. You know, you need to understand that it's always going to be an ever-changing life. Okay, from personal experience, I used to say yes to everyone, like every time. And at the end of the day, I ended up feeling bad because I ended up feeling like I was underperforming. I ended up feeling like I wasn't getting things done. I ended I was the one that ended up feeling bad at the end of the day because I was saying yes to too much. I was exhausted and no one else cared, to be honest. They just care they they were just like, wow, our ladies get so much done. They don't really care how long it took me. They don't really care how much time I put in. They don't really care how much effort I put in it. And I, I get surprised sometimes because right now people tell me all the time, and this is what we need to understand that everyone's different. Why? Because we're in different positions in business. We can be leaders. We can be managers. We can be friends. We can be business partners, whatever it is. In every situation, everyone is different. And the reason why I say that is because, for example, I right now could say, Wow, how is this person only able to do two things in one day and like feel stress? I do this, 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 and I'm okay, you know, and I make it happen. But then you also get all these people amazed, like Mariela, Arlenis, how do you guys do so much? And to us, it's like normal, but at the end of the day, we are all 
different. And I had to learn and come to that understanding. Why? Because I we also need to be compassionate with other people and teaching them how to manage their time and understand that not everyone it's the way we work. And I think we we that's a that's a challenge we all have to overcome because when I was a manager I, I didn't understand at first, and I didn't understand how you're not able to get this done. And I at the end of the day, I ended up doing it, and I wouldn't delegate as much, and then I would put too much on my plate. Why? Because I felt that if I didn't do it, then it wasn't getting done. Then I had to learn how to back up. Why? Because how are they going to learn if I'm not letting them learn? I'm doing it for them. So I'm just harming them instead of letting them grow. And that's just another way that we can kind of learn how to teach other people to manage their time. So at the end of the day, I'm much happier. I get much more done. And I remember I used to be just working full time for a company and I would be stressed all the time. And then I went from that to be able to work and go to school for my MBA. And I was like, okay, I'm able to manage it. I'm not stressed. I have a plan. I have a system. Then I went from that to starting Lela. And now I had MBA, I had work, and I had Lela. And then it just kept escalating like that. And then you're just like, you know what? You just have to gradually adjust and change your plan and keep changing it and keep adjusting it until you feel like it is the one that you're looking for. And like you said, it's not going to be 100% all the time because it's a testing process. You're testing out what works. And I think uh, I shared Trello as a tool. There's other tools, like she said, uh, calendar. There's just so many other things. So do your research. We're gonna we're probably gonna be sharing some tools uh, on on our stories that we use and some of the methods that we that we make that we take in order to organize ourselves. A hundred percent. It's basically what we said before. Just do what works for you, in every sense of the word. You know, um, do whatever it is that you need. You know, to, to get from A to B, nobody can tell you how the road is going to be. You design that road. If you're a morning person, if you're a night owl, if you are uh, more into books, if you're more visual, if you're more, you know, receptive when you listen, if you're more receptive when you see, if you're more receptive when you talk. So, you know, whatever it is that works for you, that's what you need to do all the time. And from that, you can jump to the next thing. So I know that earlier we talked about uh, prioritizing. And prioritizing is not just saying, like, uh, let me just think about, I don't know, I'd rather go get my nails done than uh, doing my homework. So that's going to be my priority. No. Prioritizing is by setting up what we call P, P0, P1, P2, P3. And essentially P0 is like, you need to get it done because if you don't get this done for Lela, you know, we're going to get sued and then we're going to have to pay for it. So you don't want to push that around. You know, you have a deadline. You have to make this happen. P1 and you're putting this on your schedule. When you're putting things up, you put P0, P1. So when you look at it, you're like, I'm knocking out the P0s first because those are the most important one. P1, I have an exam and I have to study and my exam is on Monday. So I know I have three, four days to do it. But it's a P1, it's a priority because you have a deadline. Then you have the P2s and P3s, which means I can do it today, but I can also do it next week. I don't have a deadline, but I know it's something important. So you need to learn how to prioritize things like that because that's the only way you're going to get really organized and you're going to make sure that you're getting done the things that you need to get done. 
So that is extremely important to understand. There's a lot of resources um, that tell you a little bit more in depth what P1, P2, P0 mean. But again, don't make, make getting your nails done. Sometimes it is a P0. If you're feeling really stressed and you need that one time to do yoga in the morning, then you just plan to wake up an extra early because you know that's going to make you be more, you know, effective. Just don't make it a habit, guys, where <laughs> getting your nails done and getting a drink with your friend on a Friday night is a P0. But it is sometimes for our health, for our sanity, I will say. To keep our sanity. Like today, we sure. had to have wine like usual, like every time we, we <laughs> record because... It is busy at this time, at this moment, at the end of the day. After we accomplish all of our goals for the day and the ones that we couldn't, we planned for the next day and we're going to make it happen. And I know we will. Cheers to that. Um, that. We needed some wine. And Mariana's looking like she's really tired. She wants to go to sleep, but she loves you guys. <laughs> we look like that. She came here with her hair super pretty, and now she's where she has a bun. She picked I'm up her hair. The famous bun. The famous bun is when I'm about to dance all night, or when I'm really tired and just want to go to sleep. Like, don't get me wrong, guys. I love you guys, but. Yes, it's been a very long day. <laughs> but with that, we hope that you got some very valuable uh, info about our time management. Again, just a reminder, sanity, self-care, understanding yourself, making sure you have a method that you try it out, that is something that works out for you, and that you tell others, that's not how I work. This is what worked best for me. And adjust yourself for other people, too. That's very important. Yes, remember to relinquish control on all the things that you cannot control, like the traffic, yes. the people, Preach. and how people react and their emotional state. That's none of your business. <laughs> but take control of the things that you can actually control, which is yourself, your attitude, the way you react to things, the way you plan your day, the way that you get things done when you know there are priorities so make sure that you remember that and make sure you let go of everything but anyways guys thank you so much for joining us uh don't forget to share with us again our email is wearing the heels at gmail.com send us your questions send us topics you want us to cover Again, we're covering branding for your business or personal branding because that's also yes. a big thing for entrepreneurs like us. Personal branding is a big deal. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be able to cover that. But if there's any topics after that, we do have a lot of people in line. Like Mariela knows a lot of great people in all kinds of industry, the restaurant industry, the beauty industry, the in the psychology, like everything, lawyers. Like we know people in all of these industries that we can bring on. But if there's something that you're interested in, by all means, message us. We're more than happy to, to bring them on. Absolutely. If there is something that you're struggling with right now and you need um, some type of guidance, we're here. This is what we're here for, basically. So make sure to send us an email with your questions. So make sure that, you know, you ask us what type of thing that we do for our business. If you need some, like, guidance when it comes to starting a business and making your business legit, we can help you. If there's something we cannot help you with, we'll connect you with somebody who can. Because that's what we're here for, to help you and bring you some value. Thank you guys for listening. And don't forget, wear the heels with us. Until you accomplish all of your goals.